Isaiah 40 through 46. That's right, six chapters tonight. I hope that you're ready to go through them all. We're not going to go through every verse. As I said last week, these are going to be different types of sermons. It's not really going to be expository, uh, but we're going to just kind of take some truths that are in the Bible and uh, watch over them and uh, look at them and examine them. And tonight, I want to continue the thought of how great is our God. This is the question I'm asking. How great is our God? And last week, we looked at the thought of how God is omnipotent. Does anybody know what that means? Remember what that means? He's all-powerful. In other words, there's nothing that God cannot do. Amen? Nothing that God cannot do. And so tonight, we're going to look at the thought of He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. All-knowing. Now, in, in our society today, uh, there is a um, belief, and I, I've got, you know, I was doing some research on the om, omniscience of God and come across this belief that has filtered into a lot of churches. This belief is called open theism. Uh, it can be known as openness theology or openness of God or free will theism. Anybody ever heard of open theism? I, I never heard of it myself, uh, but until I did some study on it. Uh, so open theism is basically this. It's an attempt to explain the foreknowledge of God in relationship to the free will of man. And here's basically what they say in a nutshell. It's the argument of open theism is essentially this. Human beings are truly free. And if God absolutely knew the future, human beings could not truly be free. Therefore, God does not know absolutely everything about the future. Open theism holds that the future is not knowable. Therefore, God knows everything that can be known but he does not know the future. You know what my thoughts are on that belief? <laughs> I really probably can't say everything on my mind about that belief. I think it's uh, crazy. I think it's absolutely absurd to say that God does not know the future. So I'm going to show you tonight through the Bible, and you're going to have to take Isaiah 40 through 46 and chunk them out the window. If you don't believe, and I've got other verses too, if you don't believe that God knows the future, but it doesn't impede our free will either, God already knows what we're going to choose. I know that blows our mind, and I know we can't understand it, but God is in eternity past, and He's in eternity future. He knows everything in between. He knows it all, and He knows what's going to happen. He knows what I'm going to choose. He knows all of that. So sadly, this is a teaching that's crept into many churches, and many pastors have taught this sort of thing. If I ever preach open theism in this pulpit, run me out of here. Amen? I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you hear me say, well, open theism is a godly point of view, and the Bible says this, stop me from preaching, get me down from the pulpit, and get me out of here. I'm telling you right now, because that's how bad, that's how bad I think it is. They're saying God's not everything. If God doesn't know everything, God's not deity. If God doesn't know everything, he's not God. But he is God. He does know everything. And so I'm telling you tonight, there's a lot of people, they're confused on a lot of things, and this is not a true doctrine of the Bible. It is a false teaching. It limits God's 
Charles Spurgeon said that the omniscience of God is a very key, essential characteristic of deity. In other words, if God is who He says we believe He is, or who He says He is, and we believe that, then God knows everything. Nothing hidden from God. We, we talked about that this morning. And so, uh, Answers in Genesis says this about it. God explicitly claims accurate knowledge of future events as one of the greatest proofs that He is the one and only true God. It shows us not only that we can trust Him, but that He's in total control over all things. God knows everything. God's not just a historian that's told us what's happened in the past. God knows what's happened in the past, why it happened in the past, and He knows what's happening in the future. Amen? God knows all of that. And many scriptures point to this fact. Isaiah 40 through 45, and you can take your time and go through these chapters in your own leisure and, and read those verses that are in there. But in these verses, through chapters 40 and 45, we see the trial of false gods. There's a trial. And the false gods are being put on trial tonight by God Almighty. God is saying, if you are truly who you are, and you say that you are a God, then do these things. Now, we're going to be in Isaiah 41. And Isaiah 41, verse 1 through 20, declares that God alone is in control of world history. Once again, we're not going to read all those verses for the sake of time, but I want you to draw your eyes down to verse, 40, or verse 21 through 23. God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and here's what God Almighty says in, in chapter 41, verse 21 through 23. Uh, he says, Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. And let me, Here's where God's throwing down the gauntlet right here. God, God is speaking. He says, let them bring forth and show us what shall happen. Let them show the former things what they may be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them, or declare us the things for, our, for to come. Show the things that are to come hereafter that we may know that you are gods. Yea, do good or do evil that we may be dismayed and behold it together. God is saying this. If you are who you say you are, tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. Tell me what's going to happen 10 years from now. Tell me of the things that are to come. And these gods couldn't answer God. These little gods, these little, with a, with a little G, they couldn't answer God. And God says, listen, he says, very a poignant question, prove it to me. If you are a God, then prove it to me. Now, I know this about God. He's not going to throw down a challenge. He's not going to win. God is going to win this challenge. He's going to show us that he can, in fact, predict the future. So he asked them, show us what's going to happen. He threw down this challenge, but he's able to complete it. God asked them to do the impossible. But it's not impossible with God, for he is God. He was showing the people of, of Israel and during Isaiah's time that God Almighty is the one true God. And I hope you know that tonight. But just in case you don't, I'm going to give you further proof of it so that you can 
understand what's going on. Uh, turn over to Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44, God, now remember this is, this is all in the context of 40 through 45. We're, we're looking at the trial of false God. We just saw what God asked them to do. Show us what's to come. And so what does God do through the prophet Isaiah? God does the amazing thing. Notice with me in verse 28 of, of Isaiah 44. That saith of Cyrus, he's my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and the, to the temple thy foundations shall be laid. Continuing on in verse number 1 of chapter 45, this is kind of the same thought. Thus saith who? The Lord, Jehovah God. Thus saith God Almighty to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue the nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before the two levant gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make, thee, make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron. And, and Verse 3, and I will give the treasures of darkness. Remember, he's talking to Cyrus. This is a Gentile he's talking to, giving a promise that's going to happen to him. In hidden riches of secret place, that thou mayest know that I am the Lord, which call thee by thy name, and the God of Israel. And listen, uh, Cyrus is not even born at this point. Cyrus is not even in power at this point. As a matter of fact, this prophecy of future events came 150 years before Cyrus was on the throne. And who predicted it? God Almighty did. So God just told the, the gods, the little gods, hey, show us what is to come. And so God says, you can't do it, let me do it. I will show you the things to come. Cyrus was not even born yet. And God says, here's what I'm going to do for you, Cyrus. Uh, you don't, and he goes on to say that, Cyrus, you don't even know my name. You don't even know me personally, but I'm going to use you. 150 years before he came to power, Cyrus came to, to the Persian throne in 559 B.C. Nine years after that, he conquered the Medes, thus bringing the Medes and the Persians together, and they were a force to be reckoned with. And God uh, prophesied through the prophet Isaiah, it says that thus saith the Lord about Cyrus, this is going to happen. Who predicted the future? God did. God said this is going to happen. God knew what was going to happen. And you say, well, uh, so there are some people that say, well, Isaiah knew this stuff because it was written later on. I say hogwash to that too. It was written, uh, when I just told you, 150 years before Cyrus came onto the throne. God did something amazing. Now, if you keep looking in uh, 44, chapter 44, verse 6 through 8. I want you to notice with, this, with me here, verse 6 through 8. Thus saith the who? The Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty here. He's saying this. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last. Did y'all get that? I'm, I'm, I'm there at the beginning. I'm there at the end. I, I'm, I'm everything in between. 
I'm, 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 at the end, I'm at the beginning, and I'm already at the end. That blows my mind. He says this, and beside me, there is no God. How many gods are there besides God? Zero. That's right. Nothing. God declares it. There's nobody like me. And then he says in verse 7, And who as I shall call and shall declare it and set in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are what? Coming. Oh, I've already, I've already got it all in, in place. The thing's coming. They're not here yet, but they're coming. And shall come. Oh, there he goes again, predicting the future. I'm, he said, I'm appointed things coming and the things to come and all these things. Let them show unto them. Fear ye not, verse 8, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? You are my eyewitnesses. Is there a God beside me? And God answers the question, there is no God. I know, I know not any. Ain't God good? I'm telling you what, don't tell me God's not powerful. How great is our God? He knows everything. Everything God knows. I love what Isaiah said in, in chapter 44. I am the first. I am the last. There is no one beside me. I will declare it. I have appointed the things to come. God knows what's going to happen in the future. You know, God knows that. Isaiah is not the only place, though, where God predicts the future. Over in John chapter 13, you can go there if you want to. John chapter 13, in verse number 18 through 20, this is John talking, and this is what's happening in the gospel of John. And Jesus is talking here, I speak not of you all. I know whom I've chosen, but that the scripture might be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me had lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it has come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Jesus is saying, I'm telling you something before it comes to pass. You know what Jesus was telling them? I'm going to die. I'm going to die. He also told them, I'm going to rise again in three days. Yeah, they didn't believe him. Truthfully, or verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth, whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. God has a foreknowledge of every single event that's ever going to take place in history, period. God does know the future. It does not impede my free will. God just knows already what I'm going to choose. I don't know what you're going to choose. I don't know what you're going to do today or tomorrow. I don't know until it's done. But God already knows. So many times we try to complicate the foreknowledge of God, and it just simply, He knows more than us. He knows from the past to the present all the way to the future. We still have a free will. We can choose uh, to go against God. God is not bound by space and time. He sees everything in one setting. He sees everything in one setting. God already knows who my great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be. He knows their name. He knows what color hair they're going to have. He knows what color eyes they're going to have. He knows what they're going to do. Why? Is he like saying, you've got to do this? No. He knows the choices people are going to make after I'm dead and gone. God already knows who's going to be here. Isn't that amazing? God is amazing. He knows what choices we're going to make what choices we're going to fail to make. He knows what direction we're going to go. He knows everything. Nothing, that, nothing takes God by surprise. 
Anybody ever had anything taken by surprise? You're like, well, I didn't see that coming, right? Nothing. That never happens to God. God's not in heaven saying, oh, my word, what just happened on earth? What just happened in Scott's life? I cannot believe that just happened. How in the world did that happen and it get past me? No, God said, I already knew that's going to take place. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I've already been there. I'm, I'm there with you now. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I knew that was going to happen. It's nothing for you to fret about. God doesn't act. He's not surprised by things. This is a characteristic of God Almighty and God alone. Noah, nobody else knows everything. He knows everything about everything. There's nothing that can be hidden from God. He cannot be taken off guard. You and I can be taken off guard, right? We can, somebody can give us some news that we didn't expect. That's not going to happen to God. He already knows what news you're going to receive uh, 10 years from now. On what day are you going to receive that news? He already knows everything. And he's there waiting for you to hit that spot and saying, okay, I'm going to walk with you through it. I've got this. And so God is already there. I'm glad to know that I may not know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know the one who holds tomorrow, amen, that he says, I'm already there. You don't need to worry about it. I know what's going to happen, amen. Praise God that we serve somebody like that. This should make us all extremely happy tonight because we have nothing to worry about. We have nothing to worry about. We live today for God the best we can. We live tomorrow the best we can. And when life throws us curveballs, know that God is right there to walk with us. He's there to bring us through the hard times. And realize this, God is all-powerful and nothing's too hard for Him. God is omniscient and He knows everything and nothing takes Him by surprise. Uh, go back to Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46, verse 8 through, 10, 8 through 10. Now, if this verse right here does not prove that God knows what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future, and all these people that believe in open theism, if they just throw this out, they might as well throw out the whole Bible. I'm serious. Uh, Isaiah 46, verse 8 through 10. Remember this and show yourselves, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there's none else. I am God, and there's none like me. Praise God. Here's what God now says he has done being God. Declaring the end from where? Did y'all get it? He said, over here at the very beginning, you know what I've done? I've declared the end. That's what God just said. I was at the beginning, and I've already declared what's going to happen at the end. What's going to happen at the end? Go to Revelation at your own time, and you can see what's going to happen at the end. God wins, right? God says this, from the beginning of time, I'm going to win, and in the middle, I'm going to bring people to myself. Satan, you're not going to have any, any power, anything. We know what's, what's coming. We know what to expect. God said, there's nobody like me. I have declared the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet, the things that are not yet done. God says, the things that you haven't even seen, I've already talked about them. I already know about them. Oh, there's nobody like me. Is God being boastful? No, God is God, and he can say whatever he wants to say because he's God, and nobody can make that claim. My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. If God knows, not, not if, I'm sorry, since God knows everything, what should that do for you and me? There's two things. One, 
we can trust him. We can trust him. My life verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with just a little bit of your heart. No, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he might direct you. No, he shall direct your paths. In other words, when I live for God today and I trust in God today, tomorrow's going to take care of itself. He's going to lead me in the direction I am going because I'm close to God. I'm trusting in God. He knows what we're going to face and he knows how we're going to overcome it. Amen. My goodness, that's good stuff. He already knows and nothing takes him by surprise. And he's already... God's already over here in eternity saying, come on, come on, I got you. And when it happened, he's like, it's okay, I've got you. Uh, my hands are there to bring you through this. Uh, and, and when you don't see my footprints, it just means I picked you up and carried you. Uh, man, God is good. I can trust him because he knows how to guide me. If I choose to follow him and trust him, I'm better for it. Amen? Because God knows everything. I don't know nothing. In the grand scheme of things, I know nothing. How many of you with me on that one? I know nothing. I don't even know. I don't know what's. I got plans tomorrow, maybe, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I could wake up and break my leg. Right? I could break my leg getting out of bed or something. Twist my ankle really bad. Uh, something could happen. But God already says, "I. It's okay. I know about it." Right now in heaven, God is saying, "Whenever anything's going to happen, God's saying, okay, in this time.'" I already know he's going to face that. And God's going to be there with us. Think about the children of Israel. They wandered for 40 years in a wilderness because of what? Unbelief of the foreknowledge of God. When it's what it boils down to. What did God tell them? When you get to the land, there's going to be battles. There's going to be things you're going to have to overcome. I'm paraphrasing. But God says, we're going to win it. Right? Did God not say that? He said that. And so these 12 spies, they went out. And 10 were bad and, and 2 were good. And these 10 bad spies, they came back and said, Oh my goodness, we can't do this. The land is too big. And so they stayed there for 40 days. And they looked at different things and they said, Oh, the people in the land are too big. Oh, the problems in the land are too big. But what did God already say? It's done. Right? Are y'all with me tonight? God said, It's done. But they get in there and say, I. <laughs> Oh, I don't think God can do this one. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, he's all-powerful. But God's already told them, I've got this. It's mine. Victory belongs to me. And so because they didn't trust in the foreknowledge of God, God made them wander around the wilderness one year for every day they were in the land spying. Forty days they were in the land, and 40 years they ended up wandering. The journey should have taken 11 days. 11 days. They would have been there. They would have been living it up in the land of flowing with milk and honey. They would have been having the time of their life, but they're going around in circles. And I talked about this in the School of the Bible Thursday night. I can just imagine as they're going in circles that people all around them are saying, well, there goes them Israelites again. Look at, oh, they're coming past there. And they walk past this tree and they're like, man, that tree sure looks familiar. When are we going to ever get there, Moses? Moses saying, hey, I don't know, man. We're just wandering and wandering and wandering. And for 40 years, they walked in a circle. It should have took them 11 days to get there. You know why? Because they didn't believe when God said it's done, it was done. Listen, God knows already. Here, here's the fact. Jesus said, I'm coming back. Right? 
So how should we be living right now? We should be living like he's coming back today. He could come back today. And we should, if we honestly, truly believe that God knows the future and that future event's going to come to pass, then we should be living like the, the, today's the last day. You know, I pray we're not like the children of Israel. I pray that we can trust the leading of God. When God leads a certain direction, trust in Him. He will not let us down. It doesn't matter if it's for this church. It doesn't matter if it's for your life. You and I can trust God. We can trust Him. I know I can trust Him because He already has been there. You see, God knows where we should go. He's going to lead us on the path. He's going to help us avoid pitfalls and pains. It takes trust, not just a little bit of trust, but throwing everything you've got at God and say, okay, God, this life is not mine. It is yours, and I trust you. Today, I'm just going to live for you. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. Tomorrow, you're going to get me through tomorrow, but today, would you just get me through today? And God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Hold nothing back. Have faith in God that He already knows the future. You can trust Him. Not only can you trust Him, but we can love Him. We can love Him because of what He's going to do. Deuteronomy 11. You can turn over there if you'd like. Deuteronomy 11. we got a lot of verses to read. Verse 13 through 23. God says this to the children of Israel shall come to pass. If, she, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments which I command you this day. Did you notice God's giving a conditional promise here? A conditional promise saying, if you do this, these things are going to take place. If you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in its due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil, I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle. Thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that your hearts be not deceived, and you turn aside. God's saying, I've got this. Everything's going to be okay if you just follow me. And he said, don't turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain, that the land yield not her fruit, lest ye perish quickly off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. You may teach them to your children, speaking of them, when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, Thou shalt write about them on the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if you diligent, shall diligently keep all these commandments which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to cleave to Him, listen, then the Lord will drive out these nations from before you. In other words, there's not an enemy too great. Nobody can, can defeat us if we walk with the Lord. We can love Him. We can love Him and we can trust Him. And if we love Him diligently and give all of our life to Him, God's going to work it all out. God's going to work it all out. Amen? We can trust Him. We can love Him. Uh, and when we do these things, there's a promise to be fulfilled. Love God. Follow God. And life 
could be a little bit more pleasant for you. But if you go against God and you start serving other gods, and we do have other gods that we serve, sports can be a god, TV can be a god, a job can be a god, a spouse can be a god, anything that takes precedent over God Almighty is a god. So we've got to be careful that we're putting, not putting things in front of God. But when we fail to love the Lord like we should, we're asking for trouble. I'm telling you right now, when you fail to love the Lord as God commanded us to do, we're looking for trouble. We might as well just go knock on the door and say, God, here I am. I don't want to do anything. Send on the trouble. I don't think any of us would want to do that. Nobody wants to ask God to send on the trials and the tribulations and the heartaches. Just simply love the Lord today. God knows how to reward faithfulness. God is already in the future. God already knows what you're going to decide tomorrow to do. God already knows uh, what in, in five years what you're going to decide to do. You can trust Him, and you can love Him. I end with some verses because just in case those other verses just didn't get you excited enough, I want to give you something to go home and chew on. Psalm 139, verse 4. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Did y'all get that? Before I even speak a word, God knows what's going to come out of my mouth. Sometimes I wish God would just say, no, don't say that, <laughs> right? Like slap you upside the head. My, 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 my dad used to tell me all the time, Scott, you just stick your foot in your mouth all the time. If you would just keep your mouth shut, you'd get a lot of trouble. I never learned that lesson. until I mean, I, today, even when me and my wife have a disagreement, you know, I want to get the last word in. Sometimes I just need to shut my mouth. But before I even speak, God knows what's going to come out of my mouth. That's scary to think about. Psalm 139, 16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect or unfinished. This is, this is somebody in the womb being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. God knows us from the womb. God knows how many fingers we're going to come out with. God knows how many toes we're going to come out with. Not everybody comes out with the same number. There's some people that have maybe six fingers or six toes, you know, and God created them that way. That When that baby came out and it had six toes on that one foot, God didn't say, ah, oh, messed up, right? God said, nope, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, I made that. Gives it some character keeps a little bit stable you got six toes you got something nobody else in this world's got right i mean god knew about that john 16 13 how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you the things to come ephesians 2 10 for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 1 John 3.20 If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. There you go. How many things does God know? All. Not a thing that God doesn't know. Tonight, we're talking about and we're asking the question, how great is God? And I say with so much assurance tonight, that he is omniscient. 
He knows what's going to happen today, and he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows the future. So this stuff about open theism, get it out of your brain. If you ever heard of it, just, just kick it right out of there today. And it's, it is not a doctrine of the Bible. Not, not, not if they're going to read all the verses that we just read and say, okay, well, God, you must have messed up when you put those verses in there because all those say that you know the future. God knows everything. You can trust him. We can love him. And that ought to just bring us excitement tonight. God is a great God. He's, om, he's omnipresent, or that's what we're going to look at next week. Uh, he's, he's everywhere at the same time. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. We're going to look at his immutability, how he doesn't change. He stays the same forever and ever and ever. Those are going to be some fun studies. I hope this has challenged you and, and really just brought your focus tonight on how big God is. We, we got to give God more credit. We got to trust him a little bit more. When God says, hey, it's going to be done, it's going to be done. Now, if somebody comes up to you and says, I can predict the future, stay away from them. Stay away from them. They ain't no good, all right? They ain't no good. Stay away from them. There's only one really who knows the future, and that's God himself. I was watching a documentary the other day on them 12 little boys and coach get, that got caught in, the, um, in Thailand in the cave. And uh, in this documentary, they brought this spiritual leader of some sort from Thailand and all around in, in, in the cave, they would have, uh, it was like, a, I don't know, it was like a, a wax museum sort of thing. And they believed that this cave was the pregnant body of some princess. And so they were sitting there worshiping, bowing down to this, this figment of what they would call a god. And they believe it was the god of the mountain or the goddess of the mountain. And they would sit there and pray, but they brought in this spiritual leader. And he, he wanted to give prophecies and he gave prophecies and only only one of them was he right he just said two people are going to die and only one died he said all this stuff is going to take place and it didn't he was trying to predict the future but there's only one who can predict the future and that's God himself I hope this is encouraging to you man go home and listen to this more uh, let's 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 know that we can trust God tonight amen maybe tonight you've got a problem and you're saying God I don't know how I'm going to deal with this problem it's too big for me, uh, it's overcoming me, and I just don't know what to do. Won't you give it to him tonight? Won't you say, God, already? I know you're already there. You know what the outcome's going to be. doesn't mean the outcome's going to come tonight, but ask God to just lead you through this valley. This too shall pass. Aren't those good words in the Bible? This too shall pass. Nothing's going to last for a long time. God's going to bring us through it, and one day we're going to be with God forever and ever and ever and ever. I know today we can trust him. Let's pray.